0: For you guys. Father, I pray that you would give us ears to hear, Lord. I pray that you would communicate. We need to hear from you. We need to hear from the throne of grace, Lord. We need to hear from you tonight. Meet us in this place, Lord. As we repent, as we humbly open up our hearts and ears, Lord, I pray that you would give us all the ears of Samuel, that we would hear what you would say tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've been talking about freedom. Uh, Let me do this before we go any further. There's a friend of mine, ours, a brother in Christ, Rascal, who pastors Cowboy Church, a little west of here. A lot of you guys know him. A lot of you guys love him. I've been communicating through him. Are with him a little bit. Uh, well, I'm going to pray for him right now. He is really in a fight, guys. And it's not so much a physical fight, this this COVID thing. For him, it's a spiritual thing. So let's pray that God would reach down from heaven and, and heal him in Jesus' name. That he would heal his mind. That, uh, Father God, we lift up our friend Rascal. and We pray for him. We pray for his ministry. Cowboy Church, Lord, I pray that you would... Uh, you. You anointed him, Lord, to preach the gospel. So I pray you would heal him, Lord, this of affliction. Not only him, but several others, Lord, that we know are, are uh, uh, being bothered by this ailment. We come against that in Jesus' name. We cover them with the Psalm 91, Lord. Though a 1,000 fall at the left, 10,000 fall at the right, no harm will become him and his place, Lord, his ministry, his home, his family, his marriage, his finances, all of those things, we ask you to protect him In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, It was funny, so we're talking about freedom tonight, right? Ironically, uh, last week, did you guys hear about the trip we took? Well, everything's perspective, right? And sometimes when you go through experiences like that, you're reminded how far you have to go with Jesus. I got a long way to go, and I've been walking with him for between 20 and 30 years. 28 years. And I'm reminded how far I have to go and how much he did for me. I just love Jesus because when you think you've got it all figured out, it's funny how he reveals to you how far you still have to go. But grace covers all of that because you're what? Free. You're free. You're a child of God where the Spirit of the Lord is. We say it often. There is liberty, freedom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go on my first rabbit trail. I'll be dying. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm coming home the other night, and it made me think of this harvest song, the reason I want to tell you this before we get going, because it'll segue in, hopefully. I'm going by my neighbor's house. Jesus said to what, your neighbor? No, no, no. Who is your neighbor? Anybody? Not just proximity. Everybody. Okay, but I'm going by my physical neighbor, and I've got to be honest, I've really struggled. You see, I, and a few of my neighbors have been saved, praise God, hallelujah. And one even went home to be with Jesus. He graduated, right? We haven't lost him. We know right where he is. He's with Jesus, and he's waiting for us just on the other side. But this neighbor drives me nuts. You know why? Because he got a little bit of junk. I don't like junk. I don't like junk in the yard. I don't like, in particular, I don't like a washer in the front yard for months. It, it, it's like fingers on a chalkboard, man. It just, it bugs me. Jenny, okay, I'm human. I don't like this. But you know, God's given us wisdom and discernment. Sometimes when you see a home like this, it's an indicator of something, his heart is the same condition of his home. So yes, I judged him for quite a while and I, and I, I did occasionally light fireworks off when his dogs got too loud. And they got real quiet after that but I was coming home yesterday and I was driving down my driveway, ironically going in to do a little studying, and cleaning up from working in the sun. And you know, we're, we're, we're so good about talking about Jesus. We're so good at going to our meetings and cleaning up and looking good. Aren't we? This church does a great job. I'm just saying, I'm, not, I'm talking to me, okay? So I go by him and he was under the hood of his Jeep, which I got a Jeep problem. And I drive by him, and I I could hear him fussing with the Jeep. And and he must not know Jesus, I'm pretty sure, just by some of the behavior I've seen. And I go, and I really feel the Spirit speak to me. (laughs) But I don't like him. I don't like him at all. Clean up your crap. There are reasons, there are codes, and you're violating every single law Huh? Fawn Lakes, poor people, community is what the law is in this place. In fact, Lynn was the secretary, Kelly I got her in there. A whole other story. Anyway, I go inside, I'm walking down the hallway, and I hear, before I got in, I heard a, <laughs> men, you know what that is? Yeah. Girls, too. Wow, How about that? You know what that is? That's like your battery's dead. Well, it sucks to be you, dude. My battery's just fine. Okay, I'm getting to the good stuff, Reagan, relax. So I really feel the Spirit speak to me and said, you need to go over there and ask him what the matter is. I was like, he's a Ninevite. (laughs) You know, I think I'll go the other way. I'll go to the, okay. And here's why I've been trying to listen to the Spirit and do what he says to do. And, and not listen to what my flesh tells me to do, because they're saying two different things, and we're going to get into that in a minute. They're saying two different things. The Spirit of God tells me, go tell them, and, 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 and see if there's some kind of assistance you can give them. And my flesh is saying, no, let them fend for itself. Not you guys, just me, right? Okay, okay. So I, okay, actually, it wasn't even that much of a, a little girl about it. I was, I was actually, oh okay, Lord, I'll do it. Put my work bag down, and I was still all sweaty from a long day working outside. Fine. I go out. Hey, uh George, what's going on, man? Do you need me to jumpstart you? You know, you need to jumpstart. No, nah, I don't really want to mess with beep, 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 beep. I was like, okay, cool. What do I care? He's not under the oak of Jesus that I'm under. I don't care how you talk. It makes no difference to me. Does it offend my, my sensibilities? No, not at all. But I once talked just like that. In fact, I was better at him. Oh, you're, uh, you're okay, but I was a lot better, you know? And on occasion, if I'm honest, there might have been, been a small little something slip out while I was working on my Jeep. I confessed it. I repented. It's covered by grace. It's not who I do. I'm not a slave to it, right? I'm a slave to righteousness. But on occasion, I fell up. So we're talking, and this and that, and I'm just, and I was like, you know, it occurred to me, I was, he's been my neighbor for four years, and I've never really had a conversation with him. I've had conversations about him. <laughs> Feel me? It's funny, but it's really not. It's funny, but it's really not. In fact, it wasn't funny in that moment when God showed me that either. It's funny to explain it to you, but at that moment of conviction... I was like, you've never had a conversation with you. How would I know what's going on in your life and heart? I just think I know by how you look, by what's going on, okay? So I'm talking to him. Well, wouldn't you know? He goes, well, I've been struggling with cancer. And I was like, oh, boy, you're funny, God." I said, Kenny, I just didn't know. Of course I didn't know because I never bothered to take the whole 100-yard walk over to his house. I drove by it going, come the other way, this way, this way. And on occasion, when he looked, to <laughs> we're talking, and I said, "Man, I, I, uh, I'm pastor of the church over here. Almost ashamed to say it." He goes, "I know, I know." He goes, "In fact, I know people that go there." He knew you, Campbell. Everybody knows Campbell. He was the he was the uh, McDonald's chaplain for a long time before the. Before they ran them out of the joint not before they heard the gospel. Amen. Anyway, I said, Kenny uh, you, uh, George I'd like to invite you to come to church I think you'd get a kick out of a lot of people are just like us You know losers <laughs> <laughs> But we love God and I love Jesus because he changed my life And I said, do you know Jesus and I he said, I don't I don't really know But what it did, it opened up a relationship. It opened up a dialogue. It opened up something with my neighbor that I did not have before because I listened to the Spirit saying, don't listen to your flesh. Listen to me and go. Nobody cares what you think, Randy. Really? Not really. Nobody cares what you think either. Or you or you. Okay, we only know what God said and what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us to do. This is the time that the church needs to go out. I, of course, invite him to come in. This is kind of like we go into the huddle. Can you imagine being on a football team? You go into the huddle. Okay. And then you go sit on the bench. Well, wait, wait. That's not. This is the huddle. We come in here. We get our place. Okay. We got the playbook. Yeah. Okay. Check the playbook out. I'm going to go out. We're going to do all this stuff. Okay. Go home and sit on the couch. No. We come into the huddle. This. We encourage each other. We read God's word. We get our instructions for the game. And we go out on the field, impact the world for Jesus, and come back to the huddle. Hopefully with some reports and some good stuff going on. But also to get more instruction, more encouragement, to rub on each other and to, we go back out on the field. Right? It makes no... So you're up here preaching like crazy, Randy, but you got a neighbor that lives 200 feet from your house that doesn't know Jesus and you did nothing about it. All he sees... Is what everybody sees, somebody doing that, them, that. You got a checklist of do's and a checklist of don'ts, and that's what they boil down Christianity to, a list of yeses and nos. Paul embraced that when we've been talking about Galatians, right? Jesus plus Harketh. Harketh. Jesus plus nothing. Had a great conversation with somebody that reminds me of Juban today. A name that reminds Reuben. I had a great conversation with him. Ironically, we were talking about um, good works from our faith. Not good works to our faith. Good works from salvation. Not good works to salvation. I like, go, oh man, this is really crazy. We've been talking about Galatians, which is all about that. It's Jesus plus but out of that, with a grateful heart, we, what? Serve. Serve others. Okay, so you have your Bibles. Chapter 5. I don't know how far we'll get through this. Um, well, we don't have to. We can, just, we can just get a little bit of ways, and it'll be okay. So I'm using the New King James. And this, in a way, is like a a summation in this first uh, verse in chapter 5 of what he's been talking about the entire time, in some ways. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You remember when Jesus said, take my yoke upon you? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. In the Old Testament, they'd get all the smart people around, all the, all the, you know, the big shots, the, uh, the rabbis and stuff, and they would walk through the law. And they would all come to this agreement of what was meant by a particular yaw, law. And when they uh, got through that, that was called the yoke. And it was burdensome. Can you imagine waking up going, okay, well, here it is, Sunday, you can't walk any more than 50 feet. Okay, Sunday, you can't pick up anything. I don't know what it would be. It was different. Different rabbis would have different things. They'd come together, and they would put that yoke on people. Jesus came by later and said, take it all off. It's not about any of that. I have accomplished the law. I've accomplished it all. Put my yoke on you. It's easy. And my burden is light. So while you're doing this, don't get entangled up with all the rules. I meet Christians all the time, man, telling me what I can and can't do. You're doing that? Huh? Who are you to infringe on the relationship I have in Christ? It's girded by the Word. Okay, now, you don't use it as a license to sin, as we're going to get into in a little bit. But don't get entangled up with all that nonsense again about doing this, don't doing that. You might as well be a pagan. You know they have all kinds of rules for you to do. You don't have to worry about that. And here's the funny thing: is I know when you first come to Christ, man, I didn't want a Baptist haircut. This is what I had here. Now I'd just be happy with the Baptist haircut, I suppose. But at the time, I was like, I am so free. I, 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 I. There's nothing that I've done in the past will affect my salvation. Preacher? No. Wait, 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 wait. No, done. What you? No, done. Forgotten. What do I have to do? Nothing. It's free. This is great news. Why hasn't anybody ever told me this before or at least taken a chance to share this with me? But then I started thinking, well, now that I know the truth, I remember becoming that guy. Nothing worse than a born-again smoker. You ever meet those people? I've never smoked. But I know when my dad quit smoking, boy, he became the most born-again smoking against smoking. You're going to go to hell. I wasn't quite like that. But every smoker is in every... You know, like when you get saved, you're so free for a while, but then you start growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. You start understanding what he said. You start uh, really getting into it. And then you want everybody to be saved and think like you do. Hmm... He says, don't get entangled up into that nonsense. How about this? Everybody go out and get a large plank and shove it in your face. Oh, you don't have to. You already have one. <laughs> so Jesus said, why do you ignore the plank in your own eye? And, and, and you're looking at the, the speck in your brother's eye. If we all just kind of walked our own plank or just watched it, just kind of, you kind of really have to you know, just kind of walk. You don't have to worry about, oh, I see something over there in Pete's eye. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Now, watch the plank in your own eye and you won't worry about the speck in your neighbor's eye. Jesus even said, why do you swallow out a gnat or swallow a camel and strain out a gnat? Think about that. Hmm. But I remember, I don't know, do you remember me being that guy? (laughs) Let me say that out of the response in the back. Did you know that Katrina was saved one year before I did was I didn't know either boom <laughs> I didn't know there let's get back to our you know in, in 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 this culture that this was written to was written to a culture that understood hyperbole we really don't we don't understand it. it's it's I, let me say this. When you're reading the scriptures, make sure you're reading all of it. Getting the whole context of all of it. Because if you don't read it for all it's worth, you might be, like, for instance, if you read, read James, you might think, well, I'm saved by works. No, no, you're not. Let me ask you this. Do you believe in free will? Okay, that's here. Do you believe in the sovereignty of God? So which? Just say yes. Yes. Well, did you, so you have a choice? Yes. So, but a selection? Yes. It's yes. Sometimes you just don't. It's yes. Right? It's God. If you're saved, amen. You're saved by grace. I remember my preacher, you know what? He said this. And this is why I may not make through the whole thing, but it's okay, it's a misfit church. We can do that, right? I remember him going, Randy, now he talked like, now he talked like a president at the time I did not know Jesus. Remember that, you guys. Don't be judging me and all you. Look at the plank at your own eye while you're listening. But he talked like a certain president back then. Now this president at the time was I didn't know Jesus, so relax and stop judging me. I kind of liked him. It It seemed like we could trust him. Now we know. Now we can't. But at the time, I just liked him, my preacher. He said, Randy, does a dog bark to become a dog? Or does a dog bark because he is a dog? Now, at the time, I was a little cloudy. I was like, well, does a Christian do good works to become a Christian? Or does a Christian do good works because he is one? And I was like, well, I suppose the latter. Exactly. You're free. You are free. And when you're free, then you're free. indeed. I was like, how about this? You're free. This to come to I'm free. But then you work and you grow and... He's cautioning us here as you do that. He was cautioning them. But the application for us is the same. He's, remember the Judaizers were coming in, saying you have to have Jesus. I agree with that, but you also have to be circumcised. With circumcised was the biggie, but there were all kinds of other things you had to do too, according to them. All I don't say all. Most of the trouble that Paul had all through the book of Acts was not from pagans. It was from, It was from religious people, right? Judaizers, exactly. Same as today. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. You can't do two things. So, a few years ago, Lynn made me go to Italy. Still paying for it. Whole other issue. Not exactly a Dave Ramsey moment in my butt, whatever. Smart ones tell the other ones what that means. Okay. So I was given a choice. I could either swim to Italy... Have saved me some money. But if I started swimming, I couldn't catch a plane. If I got on a ship to go to Italy, I couldn't catch a plane. You had to make a choice. It's just like this if you want Jesus plus something, you're out. You're cut off from Christ. You can't do both. It's Jesus alone to the way of salvation. You can't say Jesus plus works, as some religions would do. You can't say works as some pagan religions do. It's Jesus plus nothing. You have to make a choice. Is it faith alone, or is it faith plus works? What is It's faith alone. Period. Gosh, it makes it so simple for dummies. Doesn't it? Faith alone saves you. So if you go back, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You know, Pause that. You see this thing here? Anybody strong out there? Who's strong? Joshua, I've seen you in action. That guy's strong. Can you you hold that up? Uh, Between me, Joshua, and Barry, uh, mostly Joshua, we pulled this, uh, whatever. See this? Isn't that nice? It's kind of a mosaic thing. If I break this, Just one little one. Is that whole window broken? It's broken. You break one. The Mosaic law was just like that. You can't, but I kept nine of them. You broke the law. If I broke, if I, all that glass was, let's see how long you can hold it. You want to? If I break that thing right there, the window is broken. He's saying, thanks, Joshua. He's saying right here, if you choose to uh, choose the law, you better make sure you can obey all of them. And guess what? No one ever has, except for that was that one person Jesus accomplished for you and for me what we could not do ourselves. He kept the law. Is that amazing? I'm just going to stare at James for a while. okay it's just amazing, right? so if you're depending on that, you better keep them all and guess what you can't for all of sinned and all fall short of the glory, but if you do this, you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. Who wee How about that? Do you believe in eternal security? Do you believe in this? Do you believe it's possible you could fall from grace? It's yes and yes. I don't know how it works, but the answer would be yes. I believe your eternal uh, security. Yes. Do you believe it's possible? Why would he say your name will be blotted out? Why does he say you've fallen from grace? If you step away and reject Christ, you have fallen from grace. So the answer is yes and yes. It's... For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor um, uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. How about that? Let me read it again. For in Christ Jesus Jesus in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Nothing matters but Jesus. That's it. All your good works, filthy rags. All the stuff you do for God, filthy rags. The only thing that matters is faith, working to the love, accepting Christ, the ultimate gift of love. What's she doing? Reagan, remember this look? I'm giving it to her. We're not saved to live how we want to. We're saved to do what we ought to. Right? You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This this persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. How would you like to be that guy? How would you like to be on judgment day? You led people away from me, and back into the non-truth, you, you pulled them from grace. How would you like to be responsible for that? I got enough that I have to answer to for every word that I've said Jesus said you'll make an account for. But it's all covered by grace, amen? How would you like to be out of grace and have to answer to that? Because all of the, remember Dave, we talked about one time, uh, it's a good conversation, standing before the Lord with all of your excuses, or all of our excuses, and he's looking right through you, and there aren't any. You thought you were good enough. You thought you could earn your way. You thought that this was all nonsense. You thought it was foolishness because the Bible says it is foolishness to those that are perishing. Right? He's going to see through all of that. How would you like to? Wow. That's what's at stake. But when you're covered by Christ, whoo wee. Wow. That is what kind of news? And. Great news. Here's a little uh, thing that I found. Um, I thought it was really good. And I'm going to make some pamphlets like this. Who who hates sin? Who hates letting God down? We just hate it. But who keeps letting God down? Okay, okay, okay. But we hate it. One day, we're not going to... We're going to be right. That's what we're hope for righteousness. What we are positionally, someday we're going to be practically. We're going to be perfect. We're going to be glorified because we believe by faith in Christ who set us free and we're covered by his righteousness, right? We don't have to worry about this. We are free. So it compels us to want to behave. Make sense? Watch this. The average Christian trying to live victoriously reminds me of a man who returns home to discover he left the bathroom faucet running and his house is flooded. Been there, done that. Grabbing a mop, he frantically begins sweeping out the water while the bathtub faucet is still running wide open. Before long, he realizes he's making no headway, so he goes out and buys a bigger and better mop. The result is the same. He then enrolls in a study course on effective mopping techniques, receives a diploma with a gold seal on it, and once again sloshes into the battle. But the water still pours out faster than you can mop it up. Weary and wet, he invites a full-time mopper in for a week of intensive mopping. At the end of the week, a success is measured by the number of gallons swept out, but more have taken their place. As the situation worsens, he rededicates himself to better mopping. Vows he'll never leave the faucet on again, and once again takes up the mop. Meanwhile, the faucet's still running. He finally comes to the conclusion that God never intended him to live in a dry house anyway. So he buys a pair of galoshes and waterbed and settles in for the rest of his life to live in a flooded house. Yeah. Now, I'm not against mopping. But if the faucet's still open, what's the point? The solution is ridiculously simple. Turn off the faucet. Application. The water on the floor is our sins. The open faucet is our sin nature. Self is the source of sins. And the sin nature can produce sins faster than we can mop them up. The secret of victory over sins is victory over self. We've been mopping sins when we should have been mortifying self. Guess what? Guess who died 2,021 years ago? Guess who else? Randy Abbott. Annette. Linda. Joshua. Candy. To Christ. You died with him. You can't kick a dead horse. If you kick a dead horse, it's dead. The key to it recognizing that we died with Christ on that cross. We don't have to do it anymore. We have a choice to make. We can say, I don't want to do this. And now we are given victory through Christ and the Holy Spirit. We can actually say no. Doesn't mean you might have to say no again two more minutes later. But I said no. Say no again. And say no again. And keep saying no. Just say no. We should have a little slogan, slogan deal. Just say no. Oh, it's already been done. Okay. Hope we can do it again. She did. Nancy? Well, I've asked Nancy to look into the matter. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why am I still suffering persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I wish I, I wish that those who are terrible would cut off even cut themselves off. Cut even. I wish those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. You know, so if Paul would have been preaching Jesus plus works, Jesus plus keeping the law, they'd have been like, right on, Paul. That's some good preaching right there, right? But he wasn't. He was preaching Jesus, me, the cross alone. Right? You know, you can go to parties. And some, let me say this. If you ever see me at a party, don't you judge me. I'm there on point. I'm there on mission. I have a buddy that has a ministry in a bar playing pool. He's on a mission, right? So if you ever see me hanging out someplace, you better come and ask me, what are you doing there? And I probably will tell you, well, I'm saying it goes both ways, right? Because you're... Harketh? Who hollered from the back, we are free? Now, Paul says all things are permissible, not all things are constructive or beneficial. You should know there are things. You should not be doing right but uh, oh yeah that's it thank you Jesus so Paul's preaching Jesus plus nothing right so you can go to a party you can go with your friends you can talk about God in the broader sense you can talk about uh, Hinduism you can talk about uh, pagan stuff you can talk about all kinds of other stuff and you can even mention church but you drop the name of Jesus Wee! it's a game changer right because you know what when you're talking about jesus you talk about the cross men become aware that hey man I, you call call me a sinner no the bible did the bible declares you are a sinner and you were guilty you were dead in your trespasses end of story that's offensive am i right i mean before you before you're saved it's offensive to the point I remember in uh, 93 after I got saved and then I turned into super saved guy. Thought I knew more about the Bible than the preacher in about three months. It happens. Happens all the time, right? We, it's a lifetime journey with Christ. But inevitably came the what? Fall. It's inevitable. In new Christians it happens all the time. They come in and, and then they're all fired up. But anyway, This guy comes to my house, and he was a a good Christian. (laughs) I wasn't, man. I was like, you know, I'm saved. I'm cool. I'm saved. Got my golden ticket like Willy Wonka. (laughs) I'm saved, man, you know. Because let me tell you something straight up. I can worship God right here playing my Sega at the time, NHL Hockey 93 or whatever it was at the time. And You know what I do? I read a little devotional in the morning. That's what I'm doing gonna read a little devotional in the morning I'm good how dare you come into my house when I'm the king of this castle and you tell me that I'm sinning it's offensive to me at the time he was correcting me out of love and because I was a fool I turned on him right? the Bible says you correct a, a, a wise person they'll love you you correct a fool, a fool they'll turn on you my friend came to my house to say you're out of step with the Lord why not get right, man? You know, How dare you? I know I'm sinning, and quite frankly, I like it, although I'm miserable. Nothing worse than a saved person that's sinning all the time. It's just like you can't do it, right? I'm going to try to get to there, guys. Just, just bear with me, okay? The offense of the cross has ceased if I'm preaching all of that stuff, following all the rules, if you're doing all this stuff, then, then the cross is not offensive. When I'm saying it's Jesus only, cross only, the death of Christ only to be reconciled to God, it's offensive to religious people. They don't get it. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. You... You, 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 you. I'm just going to go all of you, 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 Have been called to liberty. If you know Jesus, you've been called to liberty. That's a great thing, guys. I don't think we really can wrap our head around how cool that is while we're still here. I just don't. Am I right? That's an opportunity. But, do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So right now he's, he's coming off of what he just talked about. He said, you know, uh, don't follow the rules, but you're on the, the libertarians. You do whatever you want. No. There's that tension. Remember the tension we talked about? There's this, there's this area between legalism and whatever that big word I have a tough time saying, libertarianism kind of like saying rural king to me. I can't say it. But whatever it is, it's like, I'll do whatever I want. You have to follow rules. You live in that tension in the middle. I don't want to do that. And you follow God. It's a journey with Christ because you're free. Yes? Okay. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. In your quiet time, love's an action. Love is an action verb. Look up 1 Corinthians 13. We do it at all the weddings, but we never really read it. We never study, it. we never think about what was written. Read it in the context. Chapter 13, 1 Corinthians, in your own time. Love is patient. Who's patient? Who's patient with their wives? Who needs some work on that? Who keeps, who doesn't keep, who, who doesn't keep track of wrongs? Who wants to work on that? (laughs) Right? We've got work to do. But... (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first and stay on the path. God knows what you... Delight yourself in the Lord. And then he'll bring you the desires of your heart. He knows your desires better than you do, Holmes. Right? Keep your eye on him. Follow the Lord. And we're going by this thing. They were like, how many rant Saturdays Randy left? Eh, 950 Saturdays. Just stay focused on the Lord. We'll be home before you know it. It won't matter. Focus on the Lord. Just, he's worth it. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. How many can relate to that? Sucks being not perfect, doesn't it? But if you're led by the spirit, then you're not under the law. We're led by the spirit. And when you're led by the spirit, you want to fulfill the law even though you really can't. Now, Who think it would be really cool if your brain were born again at the same time you get a new heart you get a new brain? Wouldn't be great, but you don't. Same old brain, so you have to be transformed. You have to to renew it by the transforming of your mind, which happens through the word. Okay, now watch this. Turn to your Bibles to Romans 8.1 and 8.2. I'm going to attempt to do this. My friend did this, and he showed me, and I was like, golly that's really smart that is so good dude i hope that i can do that some justice because what you just did you gave the key or a key. he didn't paul did or the holy spirit did through paul of overcoming right romans 8 1 everybody should know that by heart for there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus we cling to that don't we don't we cling to that oh man there's no condemnation You don't go do what you want to because there's no condemnation. Because there's no condemnation, you say, you know what? I'm going to know what God said and I'm going to attempt to do it. Right? Because I'm a slave to righteousness. He's fueling and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do this. You cannot do this in the flesh. You can't do it. Okay, okay, here we go. Sorry. Now, watch. There is therefore now no condemnation with those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but live according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hold on now. Now check it out. Big old jet airliner. Remember that song? You ever wonder how those things fly? I mean, it's a, it's a seven... What are they now? 47? Let's just say those are the L-1011, that's the way to fly. I flew to Pakistan on an L-1011. That thing must have weighed 4 billion pounds. I don't even know. How in the world? Gravity? How in the world does that thing not fall out of the sky? Why? Because, like this, there's a higher law. The law... Of lift trumps the law of gravity. The law of lift trumps the law of gravity. The lesser has to capitulate to the greater. The law of love. Now, what do you say? Would you not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit? The spirit wins, it trumps it. The law of the Spirit of Christ and Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For the law, what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. How about that? So what's the key to overcoming faith? Walking in the Spirit. How do we do it? What's that look like? Give me some examples of what's walking in the Spirit like? Just just walking in the Spirit. What's it look like? What is walking in the spirit? What is it? What's it look like? Mmm. Listening to the spirit. That little bitty voice. When he says, go to the neighbor's house. You know? It could possibly sound East Coasty, Maybe. To you guys. I don't know. Maybe it does. Okay. You're going to listen to the still small voice. But how do you know if the still small voice is from God or somebody else? Discernment. How do you get the the discernment? How do you walk in the spirit? It'll line up with the what? Whoa, that's weird. So you're saying if we know the word, it's really the only way we can walk in the Spirit. So you're you're saying we need to. whoa, this is weird. So we have to read this for all of us. worth, not just pluck out text. And we talked about that. A text taken out of context always leads to pretext. Did we talk about that the other day, right? Always does. So by walking in the Spirit, knowing what God said, listening to the Holy Spirit, walking in love and serving one another, we walk in the Spirit, you stay focused on the prize, you stay focused on Jesus, and you don't do the naughty things. But even when you do the naughty things, grace covers that, right? Where sin abounded, grace more, right? Paul goes on with that argument. Well, Maybe I'll send more to get some more grace. No, that's stupid. Are you kidding me? Is that stupid? That's stupid. That's just, It is what it is. A big Greek word, probably stupid. That's, that's stupid. Stupid. That's just stupid. You know, it is what it is. It's not rocket science. Barry, I'm going to try to get through it. Where's he at? He's in the back. I'm going to try to do it, Barry. Because he's going, dude, you're going to kill me again. You can stop in the middle. Now I got you. I got you. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh. I don't have to look any further than what's in my flesh. It's just as ugly as yours. But we died to that. It's been crucified with Christ. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Who? That's bad news, isn't it? But... But, but, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Here's a great thing. Maybe we need a fruit meter It'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Like one of those little apps on your, oh, a little sucky on the lob lately, Randy. Quite frankly, your patience on the trip. (laughs) Gwen's saying Amen hit pause on that when I have a new brother in Christ Rob two and a half years actually he's more of a toddler now amen Rob saved our butts made me work on my Jeep and got all greasy and I messed up my misfit car show shirt so I will be asking for a new one anyway when my brother comes to me and says Randy essentially saying you need help you're, you're losing your mind over here. And this is just really a small thing. It was correction <laughs> that I needed to hear. However, my lovely wife, she's hot too, isn't she? That's right. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Either find a wife, find a good thing. Amen. But she said, oh, you don't know what it used to be like. There's that tension between who I was and who I'm becoming because of Christ. Yeah, it's easy to condemn myself cuz I felt pretty bad by being such a little girl. I could say other things, but I don't talk like that. And I was like, gosh, why can't I get it right? Well, it's things I need to work on. My patience. I got to work on it. Help me Jesus, kind of in a way. Don't pray for that for me. Love. I worked on that with my neighbor Right? I suggest you work on that with your neighbor, whoever that might be. Show some love to somebody that's not like you. Even pagans love people that are like them. Right? Love, joy, peace, long suffering. A lot of these challenges I had right on the weekend, man. I got, I got all of it, man. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such, there is no law. So maybe we just have a little. all right on the kindness I could show that worker in Home Depot a little more kindness or that person that's going a little bit slower than I think they should be as they check me out I could show them a little more patience I should show them a little more kindness I could do a lot of things because I'm being led by the spirit and I'm not being led by the flesh like I got to get out of here and I have nowhere to go I just want to leave here there I'm gonna rip you a new one because it's just what I do I am in the flesh am I right I'm working on it. Could I had a little problem at Rural King earlier. And I was like, what are you doing? You've got no place to go. You're an hour early. What is your problem? It's the flesh. It's my flesh. We all have it. Everybody's like, yeah, look at that man. I bet you. Yeah, uh-huh. Look at yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh-huh. That's right. Against, there's, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified. What? the flesh with its passions and desires. It always wants to do things opposite to the spirit. We just talked about that, right? But we died to that. How can it cause us any problems anymore? If we died to it, it should be less of a problem, although it's always going to be a problem. You just say, yes, is it a problem? Yes, is it a problem? No. The answer is, yeah, right, okay. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be coming conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. I conceded, well, I'm so glad I'm not like that guy anymore. Jesus addressed that, remember, the, the with the Pharisee? Let us not be like that. Don't become that which you hate. Barry, we did it, buddy, all the way through chapter 5. Everybody stare at Reagan. This really makes you uncomfortable. Okay. Well, so much for that. Hey, if you're new here, we're glad that you came. We hope that you come back. We really, really do. Um, if there's somebody that does not know Christ personally, seek one of us out. Look for a guy with a lanyard on or a lady with a lanyard on or whatever and uh, talk to that person. We'd love to come beside you. And kind of walk through you with. Or you know what? Maybe just keep coming back. Just keep coming back and checking it out. That sound fair? If anybody needs prayer for anything, grab somebody with the land. You grab me. Grab Barry. Just grab anybody. And we'd love to pray with you. Come alongside with you. Um, Can I brag on Becky just for a second? You're the only Becky in here as far as I know. Okay. Becky, it's funny because you've been really faithful coming for quite a while. And you're really an encouragement. So much to the point that I got a little card in the mail. I think I've got two from you, maybe three. It was so cool to just. uh, Nobody has a physical card anymore. We get text messages, and some of them are like, You suck, Randy. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. I'm cool with it. Got thick skin, right? You sent that little card. I think you had two poems. I was going to read one tonight, but Lynn said I need to ask you first. So I, okay. She sent me two poems that the Holy Spirit gave you back in one, 1999, right? And another one 2000-whatever. It was really good, really kind, so thank you. It's very good. It meant a lot. It really did. So I guess we're going to get out of here. Uh, there's plenty of coffee. I'm assuming some people are going to go out to, to eat uh, dinner. Is there something? Did I miss Okay, uh, where else can we go? <laughs> hey, we got hot dogs right out here in the Misfit. Hey, by the way, by the way, hold on. The little deal here when it's done is going to be called. We kind of need a drum roll. Misfits Corner Cafe. Eh? Eh? You can go ahead and like it because it wasn't my idea. If I'd been, I hate it, man. Randy had the idea. It sucks, you know. Yeah, in this fit corner cafe. Yeah. By the way, I'm the only guy that gave Joshua trouble. I asked Candy the other day. Says anybody give Joshua trouble? Nope. I do. It's fun. Soon, son. Soon. Let me pray, and you guys can fellowship and hang out and uh, have some fun, right? Father God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for Jesus and the cross. Where would we be without Jesus and the cross? Lord, I pray that we would be witnesses for you, ambassadors for Christ for you, Lord. I pray that you would put people on our spirit that keep us up at night so much until we tell them about the love of Christ, Lord, or show them the love of Christ, or show us ways we can serve people, Lord. We thank you for tonight. We thank you for the truth, Lord, the truth that has set us free. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Tuesday, August 31st. Thank you. You guys get that? Tuesday, August 31st is Overdose Awareness Day. Everybody wear purple. Color your hair purple or your scalp, whatever. Wear something purple on Tuesday, right? This is specifically for Connie. She introduced us to Overdose Awareness Day. So if somebody asks you, why are you wearing purple, you can say, I'm doing this in honor of those who have died, and might be a great segue to tell them about Jesus. How about that? Amen. Good, good heads up. <laughs>